format is wish that there were like more of an audience here so they could just be like a giant applause <laughs> yeah um that's just tiny desk yeah exactly. that is true that it is just tiny desk um so uh my my curiosity with uh with this is i'm always curious especially like with bands that i've heard like this and especially compared to like when you have a person that does electronic music, but it's really just like them playing the accompaniment on like an MP3 file, <laughs> um, is that uh, you're doing a lot of work there. Yeah, for the most part. Uh, this yeah. is kind of even the pared down setup. Yeah. yeah. A lot of the times I have a keyboard as well. Right. But I couldn't necessarily pack that on the plane with me as well. Yeah. So I, I have some different options, and this time I decided to go for the more percussive setup, and this 
Um, that last one was more, I was just focusing on recording and looping the kick drum. Gotcha. Uh, whereas some of these other tracks I'm going to do uh, snare work and tom work. Uh, cool. This one, uh, tom on, on this one. And then on uh, this, I end up doing some live manipulation of uh, kind of glitching some of the effects and then working with EQ as well. Cool. So we have, I realize now we haven't actually introduced you all. This is uh, Catherine Ett. on social media. It's specifically, we are Catherine Ett, mm -hmm. right? That's what I called that before. Well, um, and there's actually a specific reason why it's we are Catherine Ett, and it's because Catherine Ett is kind of like a prevalent part of French culture. Yes. And so when you Google Catherine Ett, that comes up. Yeah. <laughs> um, would you mind talking a little bit about Catherine Ett? Sure, yeah. So uh, the name of our duo came back in 2015, we were on our way to do a performance in San Francisco, um, and I have some friends that live out there, um, and my friend's mom, who is French, uh, wanted me to bring some stuff to her daughter while we were out there. Uh, we got to talking before she left. She was saying, oh, your birthday's coming up. Uh, I guess you'll be a Catherineette. And she explained Catherineettes are women who are unmarried, uh, 25 and older. Um, in France, they're kind of celebrated. So St. Catherine's Feast Day. Um, St. Catherine is the saint of unwed folks. <laughs> um, and so on the feast day, uh, if you end up being a Catherineette, um, your family will make you a big goofy hat. And it's got... Um, a bunch of like goofy things like things that you like and your hobbies on it and uh it's a big green hat yeah yeah and uh, basically all the catherinettes so it's just a big celebration day you parade down the street and uh kind of make you feel okay about not being <laughs> paired off with someone mm -hmm. but uh but at the same time they're like all right yeah it's time yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, the name felt fitting um, when we first started working as a duo with this music um, I was going through some big life changes and I kind of went off my track that would have kept me from being a Catherineette for very long. So uh, I ditched that and uh, we are now in full pursuit <laughs> of being unwed right now and getting our own stuff done. Yeah. So. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Yeah, we were talking about it a bit before we started recording, but how long have you all been collaborating? Um, we started working on academic pieces um back 2013 ish yeah, um and we created excursus which is our fancy touring piece um we premiered that spring 2014 um and then we started to toy with the idea of writing pop music um and the interim, shortly after that. as we were performing across the country did some in toronto as well a performance there and Mm -hmm. like, yeah, let's do some stuff that isn't academic. Yeah, uh, Cody doesn't like it when I say we're uh, writing music for normal people. But well, <laughs> I've come around to it. It's pretty accurate. Yeah, yeah. I, I really wanted to make something people can jam to instead of listen to while they're sitting in some hall. Mm, yeah. Yes. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's a little yes. too, yeah, I'd rather jam. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'd no, rather that is, jam. That is definitely the, like battle right now is this um accessibility thing mm -hmm. um <laughs> and for me it's about being stuck in a concert hall or having the you know freedom to walk around the venue to get a beer to go mm -hmm. outside right. to smoke if you want 
Because yeah. isn't that all anyone ever wants to do when listening to music is the freedom to get up and get a beer? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to be like, all right, I'm stuck here for an hour. Yeah. And some, Guess I have to enjoy it. Sometimes yeah. when we're at some of those electronic symposiums, you listen to some stuff and you're like, I need five beers after that. Um, yeah. <laughs> a little too much. I, whenever I'm in a very like strict concert hall setting, it always gives me so much anxiety of like, God, I'm like stuck here i'm like tethered here for the next mm-hmm. hour and like i'm such a fidgety person mm-hmm. by nature that the the thought of getting to enjoy you know my favorite tunes while also like i can get up and walk around yeah it's no I, weirdly like for the diy fest for example one of my favorite things was being able to just even during the middle of a set like for a minute just like stepping outside real quick there was one of the performers that did that during their set like he it was they had like at the end they kind of like broke down into this like five minute jammy kind of thing Mm -hmm. and the bass player just set a loop and walked out (laughs) (laughs) and i was like good for you man like yeah like the dream i guess right yeah um set up and go get a beer yeah Yeah, exactly (laughs) my work is done yeah i wish that we could do that sometimes Mm -hmm. just set a loop and get a beer come back Having said something profound that you didn't say. Yeah. <laughs> Wrong career. I know, right? I know. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, well, my request for the next piece is... So, our recording setup right now is that it's all headphones. There's a set of headphones right there. Oh, yeah. Do you mind? I would love oh. to have a set of headphones. Oh, to hear what's going on. To hear what's going on. <laughs> it's really you good. You just see me flapping my arms around. Well, yeah. it's really funny. Um, I, I, Part of me really wants to also release the audio from just the cameras. Because oh. it's just kind of like like hitting a pad and then just like solo just like belting it out. Going for it. Yeah. Well, and we have a one solo going for it. Yeah. We have a one person audience of Julia. So if while you're over on the other camera, you want to take this headphones and she can take the black ones. That's... Oh, she's right there. Yeah. Oh, nice. trust me. I've already nice. orchestrated that. We are in on this right now. Yeah. Getting it all in. No, I have already mentioned this a couple times as we've been just kind of like generally setting up is that I am so into this is my like first foray into like having multiple mixers in the world and like <laughs> like you know legitimate studio experience (laughs) outside of like one singer songwriter with a guitar in this space so i'm really thankful to you all for that on a very weird (laughs) self-serving note just thinking voice is going digital convert analog digital again Mm mm-hmm yeah i just make him step it up i don't know what he does wizard magic Mm. specifically wizard wizard magic yep Mm. yep (laughs) That's what my degree is in. <laughs> cool. So what do you have next for us? Which one? Feel good. Okay. This one's feel good. It's the last one on our EP. It's probably my favorite. Hmm. <laughs> ah, that's why we are not getting there. This one will help more now that everyone has headphones because there's a... Uh, instrumental section in the middle. <laughs> so it's there is a very awkward there. silence. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's try that again. <laughs> Are you good? Yeah, just making sure I got the rod active. I'm still doing some keyboard stuff, but it's going to have to be 
on the laptop now.
Cool. Yeah. <laughs> How does it feel to get to uh, hit a piece of machinery? <laughs> it's got some bounce back, so it's not, you know, it, it's still quite invigorating in the performance. Yeah. It's, it's fun. And then for it to have just like infinite possibilities as well to be able to map mm -hmm. things to it. This is just a really pared down set from what it usually is, but... And like uh, this is a relatively new uh, piece of equipment for me. I began using it um, October of last year. So oh. new voice. Yeah. You know, I have way too many MIDI controllers. <laughs> yeah. Like, which one <laughs> should I bring? Yeah. A common problem, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> How much room do I have in my bag? Right. To, to carry on, and I had to get personal inspection because they didn't know what this microphone was. Oh. And so they had to hand check and like. What is that? I'm like, I have no idea because I was showing it in the x-ray. I'm mm -hmm. like, and then they opened it. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's, it's yeah. a microphone. Because I'm, I'm sure that doesn't inspire confidence. We're like, hmm, what is that? Yeah. I wonder. Yeah. And then they're like, <laughs> how did that get there? <laughs> you had me bring something when we did our performance in Canada. I can't remember what it was, but it was something unusual for your typical person going to the airport. Some, some sort of electronic equipment. So I got stopped in Canada. Oh, it was I think it was this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I was... Uh, the audio interface. There. Oh. Right. Since <laughs> so people can't see. Um, I was... They were unzipping my bag, and I'm thinking, gosh, like, Cody put this in here. Of course, this is why I'm getting stopped. And then they start looking at my sandals. <laughs> they start wiping those. Like, where did that come from? Look <laughs> oh, at yeah, this I've cool heard, thing. <laughs> I've heard that's the thing, that you can hide stuff inside of sandals. Really? I, like, you can cut out the um, inside of a sandal. That's so weird. Hmm. And, like, stash stuff in there. Like, I mean... I don't know. But that's a different podcast. <laughs> yeah, right. Um... I'm wondering if y'all could talk a little bit about your influences. Sure. Um, well, I write a lot of singer-songwritery stuff. Um, so all of the lyrics tend to come from just whatever's going on in my life. But in regards to our sound, um, we've been really inspired by uh, Sylvanesso, um, Passion Pit. Um, or maybe not as like rock out as Passion Pit is, but <laughs> sometimes I feel like I'm writing a Passion Pit song secretly and then I <laughs> give it to Cody and see what he turns it into. <laughs> so. um, and then there's a few that Cody's really influenced by with his electronics. Yeah, Sun Luke's being one of them. Oh, I love Sun Luke's. Yeah. Yeah. And their new EP is absolutely wonderful if you haven't heard that. Mm -hmm. It's great. Um, EBE, a uh, female duo that's wonderful and they kind of do the same kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Pared down, intimate yet powerful. Right. Yeah, they're powerhouses. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's the thing that I think is really interesting about this genre is it is this really cool mixing of intimacy and then electronica, like mm -hmm. electronica, but you know what I mean, like electronic mm -hmm. sound. Um, what What do you think it is about the last few years? Because like electronics aren't isn't completely new, right? I mean, like we've been kind of playing with the idea of it for a while, but mm -hmm. what do you think is we've seen this kind of like new movement of, of this kind of sound, you know? I think it's from people starting to realize that you can use electronics like instruments, like it's just another instrument in an ensemble. And mm -hmm. so that's why I try to do, it's like trying to make it seem like these electronics are just another instrument. And one way to do that, I guess the new kind of genre you're talking about stems from, in the past I feel electronics have always been like a complete wash of reverb. Yeah. And what I try to do is 
be really, really conservative with the reverb, not use too much so it sounds more intimate like it's in uh, a small space. Yeah. And not some ethereal, grand, open hall of some sort mm -hmm. that you don't understand quite where it is. Mm -hmm. Cool. I think a lot of uh, groups that we grew up with started to pave the way. Um, I, I always think about the Postal Service and how they wrote back and forth. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, my God. Okay, yeah. yeah, we were all like, oh, my God, high yeah, school. Like, yeah. <laughs> all right. That really is, yeah, kind of the beginning <laughs> of this whole stretch, yeah. Yeah, well, and it's, uh, as a society, we're very digital now. Um, mm. And then we are kind of pulling from all of these things that we heard before as we were growing up. And so I think we have a whole new wave of people who realize, yes, I can create music in a small right. space without being a guitar prodigy or, or something like that. But I think that's interesting. It's something we talked about is this idea of having classical training and kind of coming into a field like this. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, as people that, you know, went to school for music, mm -hmm. um, what do you think... Uh, what do you think that brings to this genre, this area? I don't know if I don't know what other other uh, kind of like intimate electronic groups um, if they have that or not. But um, doesn't Big Gibbard have a advanced degree? I thought he did. I think so. That sounds right to me. Sure. Why not? <laughs> yeah. I um, always imagine that the guy I know. Um, San for Men, which isn't necessarily electronic, but that guy is like a, a classically trained I think that there are elements of electronic. Yeah. Like, um, especially in their, um, shoot, um, the, the one with Oh Darling on it. Oh, um. The one from like 2013 or something. I don't There's remember. A, there are a lot, there is a lot of electronic stuff on there, but also with incorporation of acoustic instruments. Mm -hmm. Is that something that y'all ever do? Incorporate mm -hmm. acoustic? Um, well, a lot of the times I'm recording acoustic instruments for the track. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, that last track had uh, ukulele, like a baritone ukulele, and acoustic guitar, piano, a whole lot. My, my shoulder and my clap. And yes. My <laughs> yeah. it all, that, all, that one all stems first from that, those shoulder claps, hand, yeah. body percussion. And then kind of all just built from there. Yeah. Um, with Cody's compositions, um, especially the stuff that he was writing out uh, in Kansas City when he started grad school, um, a lot of his composing philosophy revolved around, I want to have live elements and I want to have things that the artist has control over mm -hmm. rather than it just being um, the traditional electronic academia sense of, right. here's my piece, press play, that's all you have to do. <laughs> or if there's a performer, then they are specifically stuck to the pace of the music so mm -hmm. they have a click track right? yeah. and then they can't really emote what yeah. they need to absolutely and yeah. so our first piece the one we collaborated with that one specifically has um kind of elements that allow the singer to push and pull yeah, right. track based so that it's not a fixed yeah so i think that from our academic experience uh we pulled that into our um pop writing um a lot of a lot of times when we write together um i'll give him lyrics in a song and i'll mm -hmm. say i want this to be jazzy or i really want this sound to happen or i need this certain beat and then he'll kind of make some magic here and there um so we've been able to i think i think we have pulled a, a fair amount from our training 
um, mm-hmm. into our writing, but I think we've also been educated by what we listen to yep. quite mm-hmm. a bit. Um, I think I think you can hear like. <laughs> Oh, she was really like listening to Sylvanessa a lot when she mm. wrote this track. Mm. I think we it also, from what we've done, uh, allows us to think outside of the box. Mm-hmm. When in academia, you're at least in composition, you're taught like specifically, well, not ex- explicitly, but you're you're taught to like always think outside the box and always do everything outside of the box. Yeah, turn uh, everything on its head. Where. You know, some things are good on its feet. Yeah, yeah. Some right. things work as they are, but it's also good to think what the possibilities could be if you switch things around. Mm-hmm. So I'm just trying to straddle that Yeah. between thinking of both. Yeah, it, it's about expanding possibilities, mm-hmm. not leaving it in the dust. Yeah, purposely sub, sub, subvert it. Yeah. 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 yeah, just like, no, it makes me... it, it's all bad, apparently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it makes me think of, like, basically the difference between, like, score composition and like track composition like yeah. inside of an audio program basically um yeah what do you think for you how did you get into composing inside of a program if that makes sense i think that began in my graduate degree whenever i started to work with electronic music right um there's a big subgenre in electronic uh, composition in the academic world where you are doing a fixed media track where you're taking elements from your da- daily life, uh, interesting sounds, and then you're collaging and piecing them together into something larger. Yeah. And so that's my first kind of forays into electronic music. And uh, this next piece that was one of our first, it will, was our first song as Catherine originally had a lot of elements that were from daily life and not necessarily uh, instruments. And so you can kind of hear that progression. I've, t- I've taken a lot of them out, but you might be able to s- still hear some of those elements in this next piece. Cool. Well, cool. And that's, that's how set up pretty well, then, I think. We should probably Transition. Yeah, yeah, right. Segways. <laughs> Getting older and not quite ready to let 
process for y'all yeah so what is, is it like lyrics first is it um you know do, do sometimes you're just like oh this is a, a sound i want to explore or? um we've we've tried a little bit of everything um most of the time what works for us is lyrics and a uh tune first so i get into my moody writing phase and i <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm kind of a mess like i i tend to write when i'm like some, somehow distressed um, so uh, I I write and I might give him bits and pieces and I'll give him here's a chorus or here's a verse and I'll record it on my phone and I'll text it to him and I'll say what do you think of this and then he'll say yay or nay and then I'll keep writing more and more and eventually we get to a point where it sounds like it's complete <laughs> and, <Yeah>. then, uh, <laughs> and then Cody starts to work on the electronic side of things so when working on this EP my writing of the songs we chose maybe took a couple of months um, until we found something 
So that was the easy stuff. And then Cody had the hard part where he had to fill in all my Chisel gaps. Chisel away. Yeah, <laughs> and then he would send something to me and say, what do you like about this? I'm like, you ruined it. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what I wanted. So, and um, then a rewrite. Yeah, yeah, so we go back and forth. Um, so I guess in that way, we feel very uh, postal service because we're uh, located in two different cities as well. So mm -hmm. it's a lot of... Um, uh, sending things via Dropbox. Mm. Uh, God bless Dropbox. That's our favorite really, in the world. Yes. Seriously. And I, well, I think it's interesting too that that format. I feel like there are a few uh, groups that that have to do that. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, it um, it creates the delay. Seems like it could be helpful towards the creative process. Like, have yeah. you found that that ha getting those occasional like couple days of space between having written something and having it received and understood and yeah, we've sometimes he'll send something to me, and I'm like, let me chew on this for a little bit, and yeah, so, and and vice versa. He, we we do have delays, and we also work on our own projects in our respective cities too. So sometimes it takes a while, and then right. at the end of the week, then he'll say, okay, what do you think about this? And um, maybe it'll take me two weeks, and I'll be like, oh, I found the perfect verse to finish this, or mm -hmm. I'll tell him, nope, I'm not reading anymore. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> the finding objectivity is critical for me. Mm -hmm. I gotcha. a lot of the times, whenever I'm making a lot of creative decisions at a time, I do like 30 minute, 45 minute bursts, and then I have to walk away mm -hmm. just to be able to get some space from it because I feel like after an hour, it's just, the aesthetic choices I make are not nearly as accurate as what they should be <laughs> after like oh, an hour of listening to it because you know you're playing something over and over again and it's diminishing returns after a while <laughs> in terms mm -hmm. of being able to accurately decide what is needed yeah in the mostly that's in the production process by right. that point where you're listening to really deep subtleties of yeah. music what needs to come out more mm -hmm. but then that's helpful because you'll when he hits his limit in that sense, then he'll send it to me, and then I'll say, I need more of this, less of this. Yeah. That kind of stuff, so. Yeah, it's, uh, I, I'm not sure how we'll write our upcoming music, because um, we've talked a little bit about Cody writing his part first, maybe coming up with, like, some sick beats or something. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, and then have me having a go at it, but, uh, one of, one of the songs in this EP was already written by, like, I had already written it, and I used to play it with guitar, and jam mm -hmm. to it my my coffee shop song and then we turned it electronics so uh um i think this time around everything will probably be fresh and not pre-composed mm. i was just actually going to ask um so you've been you know writing song were you writing songs before this collaboration oh yes, yes. um so i'm wondering what to you is like have you started to write with electronics in mind or has your aesthetic stayed pretty much consistent? Sure. Um, I, I have started to evolve with electronics in mind. So um, Dig Your Hole Deeper is the one that I wrote with a guitar in mind. Yeah. And so he had heard all of that and it had this big like chunky strumming to it. And so I like then I said, OK, well, if it was electronics, I'd want it to sound like this. And then he went and played with it. Um, but uh, uh, feel good was specifically with electronics in mind where I had all I wanted all I knew that I wanted was the beat the boom slap claps and um, I, I wrote it very minimally I only had the two verses and then kind of an outro sound um, which is unusual for me I'm, I tend to be a 
first chorus, first chorus, bridge chorus, first mm-hmm. end, and I'm very wordy. Um, but when I wrote that song, I was like, I, I want the music to speak a little bit more. So um, I wrote it with the idea in mind of less of me and more emoting with electronics. More of a B-side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. So. That's why it's last on the EP. It's the, the chill out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> With a jazz cigarette, maybe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, speaking that. of that, then this next, this last track, it's pretty jazzy. Oh, yeah. Cool. Yeah? Do you want to get into it? Yeah. Sure. Sure. Let me get back over to my camera. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I appreciate you mowing this because I also really love this format of getting to just kind of like break it down and chat with you all. <laughs>
Of this laptop in terms yeah. of processing, <laughs> in terms of the vocal manipulations that are going on. That's always so fun and stress. That it's happens just... to me a lot when I'm doing video editing and like working with too many camera angles where it's like, I don't know if my computer is gonna live after this. <laughs> yeah. This thing is a freaking champ. It's nine years old now. Nice. Nice. And I've revived it many times. Yeah. Yeah, that's like a um like one of the classic MacBooks that you're like killing it with. Yeah. Tried and true. <laughs> yeah, this one was top of the line for the day. And, yeah. And well, isn't it interesting, like, all of these artists trying, like, to, like, kind of shuckle, like, a presence together with just, like, the stuff that they brought <laughs> to their freshman year of college. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> like, these almost, like, 30-year-old musicians yeah. with, like, 12-year-old technology. Of, like, like, let me drag my computer that's 20 pounds. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, it's just... I got the fancy iMac, but that's not necessarily airplane-ready. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, my, um... My... The technology, like, our, like... Home, our computer right here is was my dad's computer mm -hmm. that he got in like 2010 uh and we're like currently saving up to get a new oh, one yeah. just because yeah. it's like not even yeah it's a shame that they go out of date so fast i know oh yeah i was we were talking about our laptops um my freshman year one when i started college it only lasted a year, and then all of a sudden the audio stopped working, and which is, I was a music major, so I can't have that happen. Right. right. <laughs> yeah, so it's just, uh, th this has been a champ, and um, Cody's been talking about maybe upgrading soon, but... Uh, just retiring this Yeah, one. yeah, it'll like, have a peaceful it? life. Yes. <laughs> you are not going away, you are just hitting retirement. I'll yeah. put Linux on you, you'll be a nice web Happy. surfing machine. Happy. You won't have to yeah. work so hard. You'll be yeah. fine. We can't, we can't have you mess up in, in before Tuesday. Right. Yeah, he gets suspicious with his, his uh, items, so mm -hmm. if I ever talk poorly in front of them, then he <laughs> pet it and say, so that's what he's doing right yeah, now. Yeah, currently petting yeah. the computer. Yeah. Like, there, there, she didn't mean it. Uh -huh. I actually, I accidentally did that with the uh, Cody's former car, mm -hmm. <laughs> and then that got totaled, so <laughs> I'm not allowed to speak no. poorly of anything around him. <laughs> was a champ, too. Yeah, there was. <laughs> Man. Cool. Well, uh, sorry, go ahead. So, I'm wondering, um, what can we look forward to on Tuesday? Yeah, um, so we will start our performance with Excursus, three art songs for soprano and flexible media. Um, that's our artsy-fartsy piece that we wrote um, while we were both in grad school. Um, and then we'll take a break and then we'll do the whole EP live. So uh, you'll kind of cool. get to hear what we started with and what we're working towards. And then I get back to writing. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Awesome. Yeah, so definitely come check that out. Um, where can people find what you all are up to otherwise? Yes, um, you can find our EP, which is downloadable on Bandcamp. Uh, for free. For free, yes. Um, Wearecatherinette.com will bring you directly to our Bandcamp. Um, for some reason, if you put www dot in front of it, it doesn't work. So, so just, just type we are Catherine. <laughs> yeah, I can probably get that fixed, but I just have not had the initiative to yeah. set up that 
forwarding yet. <laughs> um, we are also on Facebook. Um, I believe that's facebook.com slash wearecatherinette as mm-hmm. well. Um, sometimes I try to tweet, but Twitter's sadly political and, yeah. and celebrities, so I don't know if we fit in there. But yeah. if I ever do tweet, it'll be cathband, C-A-T-H-B-A-N-D. And uh, our Instagram is also wearecatherinette, where you can uh, see us. Uh, pictures of us catching Pokemon or um, <laughs> or performing. Yep. Yeah. Good. The two important things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. A good, a good work-life balance. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, uh, cool. Well, thank you all so much for listening. I've been Dan Johansson. I continue to be Maureen Smith. If you want to keep up with what we're up to, there are a lot of ways you can do that. You can head over to scopymag.com. That's our website. We're going to be re- retooling that soon, but talking about website building, it's it's tricky. Retooling. Retooling. Otherwise, you can find us on social media. On Facebook, we're Scopy Magazine. Instagram and Twitter, we're at Scopy Mag. You can see all of our upcoming events there for our Scopy sessions. Obviously, like we've been mentioning, Tuesday night, we have Catherineette doing awesome things. This, like, weird band. Yeah. From, like, I don't even know. Uh, and then Thursday night. <laughs> I don't know either. Yeah. Um, Thursday night is a uh, we'll be in a different venue. We're going to be over at Emerald City Coffee in Uptown. Mm. Um, we are doing our, uh, well, it's not our, but um, the Hearing in Color concert, which is the all-black composers with all-black performers. Uh, the performers for that are Cameron Locke, LaRob Payton, and Tracy Rashawn Davis. I believe um, that the subtitle for Hearing in Color is Black Lives of past, present, and future? Yes. Yeah. Something. I'm pretty sure that's... Something like, of that ilk. Yeah. So we're really excited about that. It's um, it's just this thing that we're trying to do uh, as far as, like, putting up work of different cultures with the performers of those cultures. And, that we have nothing to do with. With the, with the programming, and we just provide the infrastructure. Yeah. So we're really excited about that. We're really excited to try out Emerald City Coffee. We're really glad to kind of have, like, a network of venues that we work with now. We'll be back Absolutely. at Redline Tap, definitely. For sure. Um, but... Yeah. And they're super excited, too. And I'm excited to bring this concert to Uptown. Specifically. Just because it does have such a rich black culture. Yeah. And I'm I'm glad to be able to um, allow these artists to, um, like, you know, put this concert up in a spot where the community is yeah. into it. Like, it's not like we're doing a Bach concert in Pilsen or something. <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Cool, so... Ow. I hit my leg on the piano. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> oh! I'm here to emphasize the importance of donations. Uh, we run on a shoestring budget. Um, everything that we've been able to do up, this, up to this point has been because of your generosity, our amazing donors. So thank you so much. Um, we are currently, uh, this month... Uh, doing a giveaway. Uh, anyone who becomes a donor within the month of July um, will be up for um, a free recording of um, Ross Crean's The Great God Pan, which is the opera um, that he wrote. It, uh, it's like you know, an exercise in overt sexuality and morality, and do we demonize those who are overtly sexual? Um, you know, should we be doing that? Um, I've explained this opera much better in the past. But, yeah. You know, Find but that. it's it's like dark and queer <laughs> and very, very cool. Um, a bunch of amazing local Chicago talent yeah. is featured. Um, so it is an amazing opportunity to get 
something for free. Yep. But also you, support local art. <laughs> yeah. You can donate uh, at a monthly level. You can subscribe monthly, or you can give give a one time donation. If you subscribe monthly, uh, we'll send you a. I mean, we'll shout you out on the show. Uh, if you consent to us having your address and you donate one time, we'll send you a handwritten letter in the mail. Um, your donation means the world. It means we can keep doing what we're doing, and it means we can keep everything free, which I think is the most important part and of it, all of that. And it also that, keeps our message unfiltered. Exactly. Yeah. So please consider that. Um, otherwise... Give a little, give a lot, and if you can't give, then listen, participate, and share. Cool. Thank you so much for listening. Go out and make something. Yep.